it was freshman year. I was required to read the book Amazing Grace by Eric Metaxas. And it, it, all freshmen had to do that. And then he came and lectured on it. And during the Q&A session, I asked him about Grenville Sharp. You know, this is the story of William Wilberforce and Grenville Sharp was one of the main men who helped William Wilberforce abolish slavery in the UK. And I asked about him because I found him quite interesting. I wanted more books to read about him. And then afterwards, when I got my book signed, Eric Metaxas himself complimented my question, saying he doesn't give too many questions about Grenville. Welcome back to My Seminary Life. I'm your host for this episode and for every episode, Brandon Knight. And that was just a little bit about a time that I impressed a real celebrity. I can name drop every once in a while, right? That's okay, right? I can do those things. We're in a series right now called College Stories. College Stories. We're coming down to the end of College Stories. So, let's just jump right into a episode I am calling Soul Care. Because we're going to be talking about soul care that I provided and soul care that was provided to me. So, it's a two-way road here today. We'll be talking about, first, soul care that I provided to other people. It is mandatory for freshmen to go to something called growth groups. This is a weekly Bible study. All freshmen are required to go to it. Upperclassmen, it is optional. And I, after my freshman year, I was a growth group leader for two years. I was in college for three years. They have a three-year program that you can get a bachelor's in whatever you, you need to get a bachelor's in. And so for the second two years that I was a growth group that I was in college, I was a growth group leader for the same dorm. And I would liken the job to that of a uh, chaplain for a dorm. That's kind of the idea of that's what I think of when I think of this growth group leader role, because you do have a weekly Bible study. But for the most part, your job is to be there weekend or day in and day out, just investing into the lives of the guys in your dorm. And honestly, when it comes specifically to being a part of an upperclassman dorm where it's optional, your job is also to not try to not just try to bring them into growth groups, but also to get them out onto campus. Upperclassmen also have a tendency to just have their lives in place by this point. And so they're less involved with stuff on campus. So our jobs was to push uh, upperclassmen to get out of the dorms, go do things with their, you know, fellow dorm mates, stuff that's going on in campuses, on campus, things like that. How much did I get paid for this? Nothing. Nothing at all. I, this was a technically a volunteer job, even though I did have to get hired for it. It's a, It was an interesting hiring process. I You put in an application, and then basically everybody who knows you will interview you. All the other uh, RAs who are aware of your existence will interview you. So I had a handful of interviews, and it went, it went fine. And then... The day of hiring came. 
and I get a random text message from some guy I had never met. His name was Ben. And he's like, hey, can you meet me at Tree of Life? That was the bookstore on campus. Can you meet me at Toll? Uh, get a cup of coffee and talk about growth group leading. I was like, oh, sure. So we go and we're just kind of chit-chatting a little bit. And he asks me a couple questions about why I want to be a growth group leader, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, do you have any questions for me? We were there like all of five minutes. It was barely barely an interview. These other interviews were more like, you know, 10, 15, 20 minute conversations. This was like a quick five minute get to know you. And I, he said, do you have any questions? And I said, yeah. What a, I, I thought that today was hiring. Uh, what's, what's going on? And he goes, well, everyone else, all my other choices have been picked. All my other choices have been picked by this point, And I saw your name still there. So I thought I would go ahead and hire you. So basically, I got my job because I was the last person in the draft list my first year. Which is always a fun thing for me to remind myself that even in college, there was one year where I was always overlooked. If you ever catch me talking about my struggles with getting into vocational ministry, you know that I have gone through a very long process of being overlooked. If you're unfamiliar with this story, go check out the latest episode of Buddy Walk with Jesus. I talked to my friend Joe over there about ministry misfits and just my constant feeling like I don't fit in anywhere or just hang around for a couple minutes. We'll talk about that also here on the show. So yeah, I got the last pick. And I ended up in a dorm with a bunch of people that I did not know. Thankfully, the two guys I got got to be my roommates that year, I did kind of know. One of them ended up being one of my closest friends when I was in co- uh, throughout the rest of my college days. But yeah, I was the last pick. Now, the second year, I went from the last pick to the first pick in the draft. No kidding. Our dorm, the dorm I was upperclassmen always have the first choice upperclassmen dorms always had the first choice and my dorm was one of the top dorms to hire growth group leaders and instead of doing all these random individual interviews they did a panel interview and RAs could come come in and out to listen to specific people and literally the guy who was going to be the RA of our dorm that year was a guy that I knew for two years and one, someone was like, I'm not even going to go to the interview. He's going to get branded. That's all that's going to come down to. And you did. So I went from bottom to top within a year. That's kind of cool. Every week we had to do a Bible study and it, the rules are very flexible. Again, when it comes to upperclassmen, you can either do exactly what there's like there's always a yearly theme with what's being studied at Grace College. When I was there, it was the book of Galatians, then Exodus, then Acts. Think about that one for a second. So there was curriculum written and given to us that would continue, continue along our studying of those books each year. You could do that. It was very highly encouraged for freshman dorms to continue to do that. Or in upperclassmen, you could write your own curriculum. So we did a little bit, both years, we did a little bit of a mix of both. One year, uh, we would do maybe half the year of studying 
the book of Exodus or the book of Acts, because those were my two books. And then the second half of the year, we would do a little bit more of our own study once we got to know the guys in the dorm a little bit better and kind of navigate what were their spiritual needs. Both years, we did do a series on masculinity, on manliness, on biblical manliness. Those are some cherished memories because that was a growing process for myself at this time. Again, more on that here in a bit. I forgot what the other series we did. I know there was a couple just like random one-off nights. I think there was one night we sat and we watched the music video to What I'd Done by Linkin Park and dialogued about it. I forget everything else that we did, but that was... that's. And it was like an hour, hour and a half of just hanging out and then a facilitating discussion Bible lesson. We weren't supposed to just lecture and teach. We were supposed to facilitate discussion. I usually, I would try to have like snacks or different things at different points to get people interested in showing up. But especially with upperclassmen, you throw them food, they'll show up my roommate one of my roommates the second year i was a group group leader he was hit or miss and one night i i made it well known that it was fig newton night not cookie night but fig newton night and he literally stole my fig newtons because he loves them so much and i was mad he was not going to give them back to me and then he showed up at the party at, at the party at the meeting that night with the fig newtons i'm like you're not taking credit for this. This is my gig. This is my Fig Newtons. I bought them. But also part of being a growth group leader is not just having these weekly Bible studies, but also doing something that gets the guys out into the community, out into the dorm or out into the campuses. Even though I lived in a townhouse with a kitchen, I went to the cafeteria for lunch and dinner almost every single night or the fake subway and fake Chipotle that was on campus. And I would always try to get as many guys as I could to come along and listen or come along and have meals with me. If you caught the uh, episode just behind this one in the lineup, one more thing featuring Dr. Jonathan Roy, where we talked about college stories from our time as freshmen you know that we were in dorm we were in a dorm that really highly valued going to share a meal together so that's kind of carried over into this we had an additional my second year we also offered an additional bible study saturday mornings for guys who couldn't be there wednesday nights it was small only a couple guys we were just slowly working our way through the book of romans we knew we weren't going to get through the whole thing but we were just taking it section by section and Usually there was some form of breakfast that was involved. During my second year, we had a entire dorm cookout. I cooked out. It was the first time I ever grilled. I did it for the entire dorm, bought that many hot... I think I just did hot dogs. I don't think I did hamburgers. I think one of the other guys, once I was done, some of the other guys had like their own like like cheap steaks or pork chops or something. But I cooked dorm or cooked hot dogs for the entire dorm and then one of the other guys who loves to cook he made side dishes and we opened up all the windows had music going someone had drinks and chips it was really fun and that's what being a growth group leader was really all about was just bringing everybody together for 
fellowship, for community, for getting into God's word. We also hosted other just random fun events. Sometimes it was the RA's idea. Sometimes it was me or my co-growth group leader idea. We had a day where we went technology-less just for the whole day. Did a lot of sports activities for that one. There was one day we were raising money for a ministry that rescues kids out of uh, sex trafficking. And what we committed ourselves to was if we, as a dorm, hit our financial goal, we were going to sleep on the lawn that night. And we did. That's the only time I've ever done any form of camping. And it was me laying in the grass with my comforter and my pillow. But it was fun. And I felt because I was hanging out with my friends and I felt so masculine afterwards because I woke up and I have dew in my beard and the sun is like blinding me as it's peeking up over the horizon. And we all got up showered and then went to this local diner and ate all of the pancakes and drank all of the coffee. It was, it was a good time, but obviously I was very, um, I was very, lacking confidence if you haven't picked up on that from some of these episodes especially the love life episode had no self-confidence when I was in college and my first year of being a growth group leader I was absolutely I was absolutely convinced that I was going to fail hardcore get fired from my volunteer job essentially and let everyone down and I talked to the guy who was in charge of training the growth group leaders. And I was expressing all of this to him. This is like a month into being a growth group leader. I was talking to him about all this, all my fears. And he goes, when I was an RA, one of the second year I was in college, I walked out into the lobby and caught my growth group leader watching porn and touching himself if you can avoid doing that you're going to be fine the bar was so low basically if i could just keep my act together a little bit <laughs> if i manage not to kill anyone or violate one of the major things that you're not supposed to do on campus like drinking or what this kid had done, I would be fine. There wasn't this expectation of being this amazing, can keep all of his stuff together person. I was just supposed to do my best. And that was very freeing. And there were many times where being a growth group leader was difficult it was a lot of fun. Overall, I have a lot of fun memories of studying God's word, writing, uh, presenting these lessons, encouraging the guys to get together and do things together. But it was also difficult. There was a lot of hurting guys in our dorm. I responded to a number of guys calling me or texting me because they felt suicidal and unsafe and needed to be picked up. There was guys who were dealing with a lot of 
shame over their past, a lot of loneliness. We had a whole day dedicated on Valentine's Day to all of us hanging out because everybody had a girlfriend the first semester. And then when we got to Valentine's Day, everybody was broken up with. So we had a whole Valentine's Day of us going and doing different things just for a healthy distraction. There's a lot of hurting guys. And so being a growth group leader gave me the opportunity to pour into a lot of men who needed help, who needed encouragement, who needed to be reminded that they were loved. And not just by us, but by ultimately Jesus. But I needed my own soul care when I was in college too. As I've said several times, no, I've had like no confidence within myself. I was lonely. I was, my depression was getting worse and worse. I was self-harming. I was, it was, it was bad. And again, I'm coming out of high school where I kept all this stuff to myself. And now I am still keeping all of this stuff hidden to myself. Slowly though, I started opening up because I started to realize I wasn't alone in all of this, that there were people hurting like me or hurting themselves like me. There were people who were struggling with addictions like I was. There were, And they were just so much more open, and that encouraged me to start opening up and sharing about my weaknesses. Being in my Bible classes, going to chapel and listening to these series, especially the one on Exodus where the focus was on the nearness of God, started reshaping how I thought about God. I never really viewed him as a father in a positive way. Always had a very negative view of what a father would look like. And the my Bible classes and chapel started to reshape my thinking on how I viewed God, not as this distant being that I was trying to make happy, but as a near loving person who wanted to take care of me because they loved me. Ultimately, though, the fall of my senior year, I don't remember what happened. I've blocked that part, I guess. But something happened, and I hit rock bottom. I don't remember what the chain of events were, but I was in a really bad spot. But unlike other times, I was aware of it. And I gathered up a bunch of stuff. And I gave it to my co-growth group leader and said, hold on to this stuff for a week for me, okay? This was like stuff that I had used in the past to harm myself or could use. I was very like, okay, this is not okay. Let's hide all this. Let's get all this stuff. And then I went and I signed up. They had free counseling at the college. And I kid you not, I felt like I was checking into rehab. Like I was carrying so much shame and misery going into it. I walked over there. I got my clipboard and I hopelessly wrote on the clipboard. It said, do you have any like specific person you want to do counseling? And I wrote down the best you got. Um, they were super nice though. Like I was just, I was clearly miserable. I was done trying to hide it. I was just like wearing it all on my sleeve. And the, <laughs> the receptionist 
at the desk was, okay, so here, fill out this clipboard, and would you like a cup of coffee? I can make you a cup of coffee. Here you go. And we have some cookies. Let me get you a couple cookies. Super nice. I did like an intro conversation with somebody, and then throughout the rest of my senior year, I went through counseling, and it was really beneficial. It really helps me. It broke a lot of... it. This round, I've gone through several rounds of counseling since then. This round was very much focused on my addictions, dealing with some of the habits that I had in my life and breaking those, and also working on just how I think about myself, which is still very much a work in progress. You can ask Claire about it. She'll tell you that I still don't think very well about myself, but it used to be so much worse. And that's where we were really focusing on was breaking down those strongholds. For a very long time throughout college and even out of college, I always struggled with this, with these thoughts of um, not being a man, not being masculine. I, uh, it's not a, it wasn't a term. It probably was a term, but it wasn't as well known back when I was in college. I don't know if I would say I was non-binary, but there was definitely elements of that thinking in my mindset uh, in my mindset of, I don't feel masculine, therefore I'm not, I'm just kind of here, but I really wanted to be a man. But then being a man was so clouded by all these thoughts of, you know, the stereotypical stuff. I felt very lost and very, very insecure and just didn't know where to start. And all of that part... All of that part <laughs> was worked out in the a different round of counseling later on in my life when I was in seminary the first time. I'm in a better space now because I've realized some of the truth about masculine identity and also how bad the church is about talking about this stuff. And I'm in a much more confident place about my identity as a man and what it means to be a man. But that was one of the hangovers from college that I still had to deal with afterwards of masculine identity and who am I and things like that. So that is an entire episode on soul care and getting soul care. So my encouragement for you today is simple. Go get counseling. Please go get counseling. You, you, you should go to counseling. Everyone should go to counseling once, especially after 2020. Trust me, you need it. I don't know you, but you need it. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I got a voice memo the other day from a listener. I'm not going to play it because it was actually very personal. It came from my old roommate from freshman year, Aaron, who heard about this series and has been checking it out. Aaron, thank you for dropping me a line. Thank you for being so honest, man. I don't have a reason to roast you. I don't. Although, I don't remember who started the game of us trying to throw napkins into each other's drinks, but I want to blame you, but I don't think that was your fault. It may have been Brad. That's literally the only thing I can come up with. Aaron in the voice message said, among many things, that college is a time where we're trying to figure ourselves out, especially freshman year. And you're very right. That's definitely the point of all of this. These episodes I've been doing is showing just 
a time of growth, a time of messiness, but how it's beautiful at times. And I really needed a friend freshman year who was going to go with me to every meal and want to spend time with me almost all the time. And you were that guy. And I really appreciate you. And if you want to be like Aaron and leave a voice message for the show, go on over to our profile, anchor, hit message, and say something, anything. And if it's not too personal, I'll play it here on the show. Hey, we have a website now, myseminarylife.a-whole-lot-of-other-letters-and-numbers.wordpress.com. I will share that link in the description of this episode's because we, it just became necessary. I realized as I was now guesting on other shows or here on this show itself that saying all of this stuff, the social media, the email, the all that, the shop, it just, it's a lot of words. So there is a website now with links to all of it. Our social media on Facebook and Instagram, which you should follow our email so that way you can write to the show a link to anchor so you can leave the voice memo a link to our shop which i will also include a separate link in the description every episode you can listen to every episode on here it's all right there one-stop shop great news right so that will be in the description of this episode. It'll be in our bios on Facebook and Instagram until I can afford to buy my own domain and have an easier website. But until then, we're we're making it simpler. We're we're getting there. So, and as always, I appreciate if you rate and review the show wherever you're listening to the show and share the show with a friend, especially if you're a Grace College person who thinks you would like to hear more about our days in college. Thank you all for listening. Like I said, we're almost done with this series, but don't worry. I have not forget about forgotten about the Smashing Pumpkins story. We're going to devote an entire episode to one story. It's going to be great. I think that's it. And remember, keep on studying. Mm-hmm.